is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen before and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And today we celebrate a milestone. A milestone in podcasting. Something that will go down in podcast legend <laughs> for years to come. Amber, do you know what today is? 28th of August. It is. And do you, do you know specifically? It's a Sunday, but it's a Sunday that's a Saturday because it's bank holiday. Woo! I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. Okay, so yes, it is that as well. Do you know specifically what today is, though? It is an anniversary, but... I don't know the number. Okay, it's actually a one-week anniversary before we go to London to watch Foo Fighters. No, I'm joking. Ah! No. It is... Although it actually is. Although it actually is, yeah, <laughs> it is. Not by the time that this comes out. Actually, do you know what? Ironically, by the time this comes out, we will have already seen them. Oh. So, there we go. We're, they a, were very good. I'm sure they were. <laughs> Everyone that came was awesome. Had a good time, ha yes. Everyone had a good time. <laughs> it is... Our two-year podiversary. Two years. Now, I know that the numbering system on this is a little weird. It might not be two years to the exact day. However, no, this like is episode 52 of our podcast. Oh, okay. And we release two every month. So, okay. it is technically speaking, because it's our 52nd episode... It is our two-year podiversary when this releases. How does that make you feel? Special. Special. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would make it two years podcasting? No, because you? it literally feels like it was only like this year. It doesn't feel like that long, does it? Really? Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah, I suppose. Or is it bad because most of the films we've done have been yeah, incredibly forgettable? <laughs> That's also, either... also, we're doing this holding hands, which is very romantic. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the audio listeners, <laughs> that's a visual gag for audio listeners, it's not right? A gag. There. No, it's not. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. I've got to learn that some visual gags don't necessarily work over audio. Like when I say to you something like, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed this bit of the film." Wink. And I wink at you. It's like no yeah, one else can, no. no one can hear me winking. So, well, at least I hope they can't. Anyway, if they can, it's probably something I should speak to a doctor about. <laughs> so, yeah, it's either a really good thing that it doesn't feel like two years because you've been having fun the whole way, or it's a really bad thing because most of the films that we've done have been pretty forgettable. Some of them have been, but also, let's take a look at. <laughs> I felt like I was starting off a montage. Yeah, yeah. That. So the twist of this episode is it's actually going to be a best of collection. We haven't actually recorded anything. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> year, year three. Yeah, that's what we'll oh, do okay, for year yeah. three. We'll just put together a clip show. We couldn't be bothered to record anything. Here's a clip show. We should have done that. That was so good. I love that. 
That if and do you know what? Here's the thing. If anything, I feel like a clip show would be even more effort for me because I would have 52 other episodes to scroll through and go and find like the best bits of them because I look at each episode and I'll go, oh yeah, I remember the joke that we made in that one. That was a really good joke that we did. Can't remember where in the episode it is, so I'll no. have to listen through to the yeah, whole no. episode. <laughs> no, so no, no. maybe if I start far enough ahead of time, I can put together a clip show for I don't know ne- next year. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Well, you should have written down when you were editing, editing. Oh. You should have written down the timestamp of the funny jokes that we made, oh, and see, then you could have gone back and done it. Here's the thing: all of the paperwork that I have for the episodes that we've done so far, and that was the one bit of paperwork I didn't think to cover. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe what we should do is get listeners to clip certain parts that they think is the best, <laughs> or, or like message us and say, "Hey, this joke." was one of my favourite jokes that you've done. It's at this timestamp on this episode, and I'll put them all together into a compilation It's the Gremlins bit. one. The Gremlins one was pretty good, I have to say. So the Gremlin <laughs> about dang it. Dang, dang it, it, the Gremlin. Dang it, the Gremlin. Yeah, because he kept trying to do things, but he kept getting it wrong. Yeah, he kept trying to be good, but kept getting things yeah, wrong. Yeah, he kept trying to be good, but then it was going horribly wrong. I think the thing that made you laugh the most out of most of our episodes was on the weird science one, where um, one of the horrific-looking bikers says, please don't tell anyone about this. I'd hate to lose my teaching job. <laughs> And you said, what? what's that guy teaching? I said DT. (laughs) That was really funny. (laughs) I don't know why that resonated so much, but literally, like, that was hilarious. Because everyone can relate to having a horrific looking DT teacher. (laughs) Just horribly scarred with... (laughs) Your DT teacher was horribly scarred? Was it actually? I did. Do you know what? I had a couple of DT teachers that had that weren't. They had scars like up their arms where they clearly like caught themselves on like a belt sander or something. Questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable in the way that like he's a teacher of something that isn't like a hugely. I don't want to say relevant or important subject because somebody might be a DT la- fan. I don't know. Sure. But, you sure. know, like, it's not the main ones that you want to get good mm. GCSEs for if you want to progress in, like, regular things. Like, I don't know how to put it, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. To any DT teachers out there that might be listening, we're really sorry. We're not belittling your job, but also it is a bit of a joke. <laughs> don't be nasty. Learn to teach something I real. I it. No. <laughs> I didn't mean it nasty. I just meant like they had the the clothes of people that were just like, do you know what? No yeah. one pays attention to this. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna swan it out. No all one of, cares. All of my DT teachers in school wore plaid shirts. Yes. Yeah. But like tucked in plaid shirts. Tucked in like, plaid shirts. Rolled up sleeves like they just yep, out of the absolutely. social club or something. Like, absolutely. They all looked a little bit like they just had a drink. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hundo. One of them, my one of the DT teachers in my school was actually really nice. And he was very respectable, clean, tidy. He was the head of the of that department, so he had to like put on a better show, I guess. But he was really nice, and he was a DT teacher. But he was he was really nice. Yeah, so, DT teachers are either like really like cool, or really coat. weird. Yeah, he always wore like a proper coat, oh, okay. and he would do that annoying like not a proper coat, but like 
it looked like a lab coat but for dt people so it was blue like one of those like yeah. you know what i mean like over i know what you mean things. yeah and then i think we were supposed to wear them when we did it yeah lab did. coats but blue <laughs> yeah. yeah for dt then... for some reason i don't know why <laughs> i don't know what distinguishes that just like in you have, case people thought that you were in a science lab. Yeah, you have white lab coats for science and then blue lab coats for DT. Is this is going to be so alienating to anyone that's in a... I, I, don't, I think that's only a British thing. Yeah, probably. So anyone... Um, I don't know. So anyone Americans outside of well, the UK, maybe. DT is essentially design technology. It's wood shop, metal work, everything yeah, like all that. Yeah, together. Though, all together. And I was really rubbish at it as well. <laughs> Our DT teacher in GCSE... Let us listen to Radio One while we were doing wow, our coursework. That yeah, is crazy. had Radio One our, on in the workshop. Our DT teacher ended up like being the type of person that made stupid like dad jokes that you would expect those to, like older teachers to be making. Like somebody would put their hand up and go, "Can I go to the toilet?" And they'd go, "I don't know, can you?" Like that's what oh, he did. Oh yeah, those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been podcasting for two years now mm. and even though it's not been every week it's been every other week uh so that we have time to Although watch at the beginning them. it was every week well yeah it was a little bit when we were pre-recording them all yeah. ready for release we were doing as many as we could as often as we could mm. uh, the heady days of lockdown, lockdown in yeah, 2020 yeah. where we had very little else to do mm. no so we give us ta- give ourselves time to watch the film then record it and then release the podcasts a little bit of a while afterwards so we would obviously on our two-year anniversary of podcasting love to hear from the listeners of the podcast what your top film that we've reviewed has been whether we gave it a good review or a bad review we might have accidentally given one of your favorite films a bad review i don't know but you know art is subjective get over it <laughs> build a bridge and get over it yeah get on a bridge like get Anna Montana it. says and then you know our next project is the Lizzie McGuire podcast obviously yeah but if there are any other ones that you think we should do in future we obviously want to hear about that as well but for our two year podiversary episode we are travelling back to 1974 and it's not the furthest back we've gone because it wouldn't make sense then for this to be a sequel. <laughs> but we're going back to 1974. I'd cut it off right before the end, so it's okay. It was less than six seconds. So it's all right, we can get away with doing it. It's a parody song. That's how we get away with it. That's how we get away with it. Artistic license for being a parody. Artistic license for being a parody song. It's okay, it's fine. So we are looking at what has been, I would say, pretty much universally considered as one of the greatest piece, pieces of cinema history. Okay. Pr- I think it's pretty fair to yeah, say Yeah, people that. go on about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. We're watching The Godfather Part 2. Now, this film is something that sparked an ongoing debate Oh. In cinema. Well, it's oh, it's a very generic kind of debate. But it basically is kind of one of the exceptions that proves the rule oh, okay. that sequels will yeah. never be as good right. as the originals. Because everyone says this is better than the original, right? Everybody universally says that this is better than the original. And in some respects, I can see that. In others, 
maybe not so much but that's to delve into in a little bit but other ones that people kind of agree that are better sequels than the originals were than the first installment are things like terminator 2 judgment day aliens people widely regard as being a maybe a better film than alien i really well here's the thing i differentiate between the two alien is a horror film aliens is an action movie mm. That's why I maintain maintain that there may be... You can't really compare. You can't that, really yeah. compare. And I think a lot of people that say that Aliens is better than Alien are people that prefer that genre yeah, of film yeah. over horror films. Mm, which fair. is fair enough. Again, art subjective. Get on a bridge and get over it. <laughs> Build a bridge and get Build over it. Build a bridge it. and get over it. God, I can't even quote Hannah Montana right. <laughs> God. There are quite a few sequels that have been better than the originals but for the most part sequels very rarely stand up to the first installment and i think that it was godfather part two that first really surprised people as being a uh, a film yeah. that surpassed its original that being said neither of us have seen this before no Neither of us. And, you know, I, I said on our one year, because, you know, the reason we're doing this on our one year anniversary, we did The Godfather. And we made the joke that it'll be a yeah. year before we do The Godfather <laughs> oh, Part yeah. 2. Was that a year ago? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Mm, no, yeah. it wasn't. Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. What? It was this? It was last August when we did The Godfather Part 1. Uh, pretty much, no, yes. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was around, like, Christmas. No, I don't. No, because we were talking about it whether it was or wasn't a Christmas movie in it because there was part of it that took place at Christmas. Really? We had a whole discussion in that podcast episode about. I can't believe that was a year ago. Yeah, I know. I can't. I actually can't believe that. I know. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Because here's the thing. Now that I'm thinking back on it, The Godfather does stick out in my mind as being a really, really good film. One of the best ones that we've actually done on this show. Although, you know, opinion it being what it is, I think you would probably say that The Karate Kid was, but, you know. I can't decide. I really liked the first Godfather film. Yes. But I was kind of expecting to like it after reading the book because the book was, like, so exciting and amazing that I thought... I knew that he had had, like, a really big part in making the film as well. Yes. So I thought, it's going to be really good. So that wasn't something that surprised me because I knew that I was going to like it. Right. But the Karate Kid thing totally surprised me because I thought (laughs) I was going to hate it. Which is why it's kind of like, oh, that's amazing, that's such a good film. Because it just took me by surprise. And that's what I've been trying to capture immediately afterwards is, like... Yeah, there must have for been each some, other. though. There's been other ones. Yeah. What was well, the other ones that like surprised me? Well, I'll tell you one that surprised I swear, me. We say this that every you... time. <laughs> we one... do this every time. Well, yeah, I think Gremlins was one that. I know, but really there was also you, another one that I was, like really that. liked. I can't remember. But there was one that you. Well, I mean, you you've shown me quite a few films. Mm. Maybe not as some. many as I've shown some. <laughs> But there was one that you showed me that I was quite surprised that I like. And that was Rocky. Yeah. So I did, because I didn't expect to like Rocky. But I did end up liking it because of, 
I think it was just the fact of how different it was to what I expected it to be. Because you thought it was going to be like sports and boxing and stuff. I, I honestly really thought that Rocky was going to be way more sports-centric than it actually ended up being. So that was good. And I did also, even though it wasn't really my kind of film, I think I did also quite like uh, Saturday Night Fever. But <laughs> that was because I think we immediately, we watched that pretty much immediately after we did Rocky. And I was like, this is the Rocky of dancing. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Like, it's, it's all it is. It's, it's, it's Rocky. It's the same plot line as Rocky, <laughs> but it's got dancing in it instead. So I'm looking at, I, I forgot that we did Unbreakable. Unbreakable was good as well, yeah. It was good. I forgot that we did that. Um, so, definitely the Karate Kid, which was literally number two. Yeah, that was episode, episode two. Number two. So, oh my god, I can't <laughs> we believe peaked. we peaked at number we two. So early. Wow. We peaked so early. I no. mean, it's a common problem that men have, but they do have a cream for it now. So, <laughs> cream. cream. I do. Um. I did like Halloween, which I wasn't expecting to. Yes, I that was the other really one. I really did like that. Um, yeah, Gremlins. Yeah, we've got to watch the other new Halloween films at some point, but I don't know that we can do them for... I've got a plan yeah. for this year's Halloween one as oh, well, great. so I've got a plan for that. Um, uh, maybe I'll start hinting at it, but it's going to be a bit of a, bit of a thing. So, so um, honestly, a lot of these films, I was like, meh, meh, meh. It's basically been Karate Kid. Yeah. Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Ah, Reservoir Dogs. The yeah, Warriors. Right. Yeah, you really like The Warriors. And, um, and Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah, Stand That's By basically... Me. Was so it's basically that, all of those. Yeah, Stand By Me was the original one that kind of spurned the whole idea of the podcast, I think. And it was a surprise we got around to doing it so late yeah, in the game. Yeah, it took us all, this to, all that time to do yeah. it. I was quite surprised that you liked The Warriors because I didn't think it was going to be your <laughs> kind really, of film. No, me either, but I really did. Yeah. I was all, oh, it made me hyped. <laughs> yeah. Got me all hyped. Because it was so... I know this isn't a podcast about talking about other films but it was so simple it was such a simple premise and it was done so quick and so effective it's just yeah. like it's one night bang 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 oh it's done that's what I like yeah an hour and a half or however it probably wasn't even that long no yeah it was pretty much bang <laughs> on an hour and a half yeah and it was just one night here we go stories in stories out yeah I just liked it and this is the thing like I'm I'm forever in the mindset now of like, what is it that Amber is going to like? What's that magic pixie dust that's going to make this great for you? One simple storyline. Quick. That's what I like. Cool. So, so the speaking Godfather. of... <laughs> so, The Godfather Part 2 is the antithesis of all of those things. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Well, that being said, we do have to ask the question. So, every podcast episode we get the person that hasn't seen the film to tell us what they thought the film was going to be about before seeing it and we both hadn't seen godfather part two which for me is pretty bad because i i you would have thought that i would have seen something I know, but of why would so you see historic. part two if you didn't see part one yeah i know and i was actually putting off seeing i part don't know two whether to bother this. about part three 
I, not because of this, not because of no. anything of this, but I just don't, I just don't know. I just, I don't no, know. but that's also because I've universally heard that Godfather Part 1 and 2 are the good films. Yeah, I know, but can I also say also that like... Cars 3 is the best one? Why is Cars 3 <laughs> the best Cars film It's honestly there is? one of the best Pixar, I don't know why, but it's one of the best Pixar films I've I don't seen. know that it's the best Pixar <laughs> One film. of the best, I said. One of, well, I would say... Here's the thing for me, Cars it's Three. Than Bugs Life. Yes, Cars Three is the best of the Cars movie. It's even better than the Planes movies. I didn't see that. Right. Well, <laughs> so it's definitely best, better the the best out of all of the Cars movies. I'd say, as far as actual Pixar films go, it's maybe halfway to two thirds of the way up. I thought it's it was really still good. Only about half. I enjoyed it more than up. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I actually did. Or, I loved it. as Lightning McQueen would say, "Kachow!" <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. Mm. So, Godfather Part Two. What did you think Godfather Part Two was going to be about before seeing it? I thought it was going to be about Vito's life before the mafia, right? And his like his early life, his growing up, what got him into it what like his backstory was all right. that sort of thing and like way 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 back right. New York right that's what I thought so the kind of the flashback sequences that kept kind of yeah I thought it was all going to be that I didn't actually right. even realise okay. there was a lot of other stuff at all right. I thought it was I mean I did wonder how they were going to feel like a two half hour three hour half four five hour film <laughs> um, I mean it wasn't that with long with that sort of stuff it, it it wasn't that long. It was, it was long enough for us hours. to be watching and for it to come up saying intermission on the halfway through. Like, and then uh, I thought, yeah. we cannot be halfway through because it was like two hours in. I genuinely thought that was trying to say half, like, yeah, halfway Yeah, no, it was, it was an hour and 40 from the end, I think it does Which that. is still a whole other film. That's a, that is still a whole other ass film. And we'd watched pretty much two films by that point. Now, to give you a little bit of a peek behind the scenes here at uh, Back to the Revuture HQ... Which is just what I call this space that we sit in. We don't have a fan on today. We don't have our fan on today. No. It's it's finally cool enough that we can just afford to sweat a little bit. <laughs> to pull back the curtain a little bit, this is the first film that we've done for the podcast where we stopped it halfway through to go and do other things yeah. <laughs> and come back to the rest later we got an hour and a half just over an hour between an hour and an hour and a half into it and then we stopped it because i had to go and do some other recording and we had to make dinner and everything like that so we stopped it for a little bit in the middle went away did some other stuff came back to it and then there was an intermission later on. So we very nearly split this into three parts throughout our oh. day. It's a long film. It's a mission. But what I kind of thought the film was going to be was almost, almost the opposite of what you thought it was. I oh. thought it was just the continuation of Michael Corleone. Oh, right. And I thought it was going to be him coming to terms with being the Don, the new Don Corleone mm. and 
doing a job that he didn't necessarily ever want to start doing. Not really, no. And wrestling with that. And, yeah, there was a little bit of that in here. But ultimately, I feel like... I feel, I feel like, like he kind like... of made peace with it yeah. at the end of the last one. He was like, yeah. well, I'm just it now. That's how it has to be. Yeah. Mm. I knew that Robert De Niro played young Vito Corleone in a flashback thing but i thought that was all godfather part three and i thought that was why people were like oh don't bother so much with godfather part three because it's godfather part three is basically the prequel like going backwards yeah Mm. that's what i thought well if we'd put both of our ideas together we would have come up with the film (laughs) right (laughs) exactly so both of our ideas together is kind of the crux of what the film is Mm. So, I don't necessarily mind it when films have a dual narrative going. Like, they have the flashback to previous life and then its current life as well. Yeah. Because I never really get confused in films where they have that dual storyline going. Mm. However, what I will say is usually there is a significance between one affecting the other. And I kind of thought that there was going to be more of that happening. I thought that there was going to be something happening in Vito Corleone's life that was going to be reflective of Michael Corleone being the head of the family now. And I didn't really get anything that was like a direct parallel between the two if anything it was kind of highlighting how different each of them were yeah if anything yeah yeah i I think it's just about family what led you there and how it started because he was avenging his dad's death with the other mob boss yeah he's now getting rid of all of his family because they backstabbed him and all that sort of stuff because his wife it was his wife that said you're doing all of this and ruining your chance at having a nice happy family and a life because of this stupid thing that happened 200 years ago in sicily like your heritage from 200 years of right. idiocy stupid manhood is yeah. gonna stop you from having like a proper life yeah. So I think it's kind of... It is reflective of yeah. that in a little bit, I suppose. But you said that the storyline was a little bit confusing to you. <laughs> See, I, 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 I... Okay, and what I think we should do is I think we should compare notes on what we thought was actually going on throughout the film. And I know that's a very broad term. Obviously, we know that it is about mafia families and then the <laughs> flashbacks is Vito Corleone which I have to say let's talk about Robert De Niro for a little bit because Robert De Niro makes his first appearance in this franchise in this film as a young Vito Corleone he was really good he was so good and after watching that film for three hours I feel like I can actually talk Italian now now here's <laughs> a little bit of an interesting bit of trivia if you want now I've got to say Normally, when we do trivia time, or as it's been evolved into, is the trivia worth the time? Right? It never is. Let me tell you, when I say the last few episodes we've done, the trivia has been 
lacking, <laughs> right? Yeah. It has been subpar yeah. trivia. And in fact, we've gone so far as to making up trivia to go on to Amber's movie database yeah, instead. That's bad when you when that's happened. Let me tell you when I say that some of the bits of trivia on Godfather Part Two are right finally yes okay so number one right robert de niro spent four months <gasps> learning <gasps> to speak the sicilian dialect of italian in order to play vito corleone nearly all nearly all of the dialogue that his character speaks in the film was in sicilian <sighs> i think he said a sum shook I think he said a sum total of maybe three sentences. Yeah, he said a few things English. here and there in English, didn't he? Yeah. But, so yeah. Robert De Niro spent four months not just learning to speak Italian, but learning to, to speak that, the like, Sicilian so dialect good. of Italian. He did good as well, and he sounded so good. His accent was great. He really like what is kind of telling of somebody who knows what they're doing is him speaking a language which isn't his and that he couldn't understand before yeah. and probably isn't fluent in now still. He still got across what the words meant, the meaning and the emotion yeah. and everything like that in a different yeah. language. And I nearly had to stop the film to look up whether Robert De Niro was Italian or not. <laughs> like, that's how convincing I mean, it was. <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, I wasn't sure. Uh, it, it does also say afterwards to prepare for his role... Uh, Robert De Niro lived in Sicily for three months. Right. So I guess three out of those four still months not a very long time, were he spent still did learning well. the. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was like consecutive. Like, I don't think he spent four months learning it and then went to live in Sicily for three months. No, no, no. I think he spent three months in Sicily, three out of the four months, yeah, learning the dialect. How they talk and stuff. Yeah, so that's probably where that came from. But yeah, well, he, he was, was just, he was really And he really sounded good. like Marlon Brando. And I totally believe that he was the younger version of Marlon Brando's character in the yeah. film. Yeah. I know he didn't really look like him, but I mean, it was way before anyway. So that doesn't matter. No, facially, I don't think he, he, he looked facially a lot like Marlon Brando. But mannerisms, mm. the way he spoke. Yeah. The way he, like, held himself. Yeah, he did well. And to a certain extent, in certain lights, yeah, maybe his face you can see, like, oh, yeah, I can see how that changes. If he got chubby, he that's why he would... But it is a little bit like, okay, you, him and Marlon Brando are two very differently built people. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was everything about his mannerisms and the way he spoke and everything. It was very... Yeah, you could tell that he had studied Marlon Brando quite a lot. Yeah, he was good. In order to do that. Yeah. And Robert De Niro won an Oscar. Yes. For this. And you can absolutely Oscar. see why. Mm. I don't know whether Al Pacino was maybe bitter about that, but I think Al Pacino won uh, an Oscar for The Godfather anyway. So I don't know. I'm not sure. We did speak about this, but I can't exactly remember. No, it was a year ago, believe it or <laughs> yeah. not. So strange how uh, how time passes in the meantime yeah because didn't i ask if it was marlon brando but actually it wasn't it was him i don't know yeah something happened anyway yeah it was definitely um, something like that so my understanding of the film is to give it a broad sense no he was nominated for best supporting actor in the oh Godfather, right but marlon brando won best actor oh right it was the other way around 
So my understanding of the plot, no, it's not current because it's not that far ahead in time from when the Godfather was. I think it's maybe stretches into like the fifties in yeah. this film. Stretches like across. Well, the... I think Michael's bit starts in the fifties. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of spanning a decade almost within the realm of the fifties. I think. Michael's part. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, my understanding of that quote-unquote current yes, era yeah, part yeah, yeah. of the film is Michael Corleone, Al Pacino's character, is nearly assassinated at the start of the film, and he is playing a little bit of a game of cat and mouse with some other people to figure out who it was that put a hit out on him and also take out a few competitors that he has that he's trying to do business with at the same time. Now, it's like one of maybe three different people that are kind of working against him a little bit. And then there's that weird bit in court as well, which I think someone just suddenly went to testify out of nowhere (laughs) against the family. And I don't know what kind of prompted that. But, yeah, the plot line was a little bit confusing. And this is what gets me about gangster films. And I think I said this when we were watching The Godfather Part 1, was I don't normally get into mafia films or gangster films because things get convoluted it's remembering a lot of names and who's <laughs> related to who yeah. and who's got it in for who else yeah. and that is like i feel like if you miss a little bit of dialogue yeah that's it like you've missed important parts i think i missed one of the first bits where they had a little bit of explanation and then after that i was totally confused now i know that the senator that i think that they set the senator up at one point to get him on side and kind of bought at one yeah, point probably. and you said i don't know who that guy is and yeah because like, i couldn't tell and who i said he was. No, and after you told start. me who he was i was it didn't look anything like him i couldn't recognize it i know that yeah, was on purpose it was probably on purpose <laughs> at the time but yeah And I thought you would have a better understanding of this because your experience of the book might have helped. That wasn't part that this wasn't in it. Oh. This wasn't in the one that I read. Okay, so the bit that you I genuinely don't remember any of that from the book. So basically the first book was the story that we saw, Godfather Part One, all of that, plus his flashback part. Vito Corleone. Right, okay. I don't know okay. where the other part the other parts came in, and it confused me. Right. So this is probably why the script was co-written by Mario Puzo as well. Yeah. Because I think it was Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo working together on the script for this. Yeah, they did. He did that the first time as well. Yeah, but they wouldn't have needed to work at so much of the script because most of it was from the no, book. Yeah, but he yeah he had to make a script from a book, though, still. Yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot of stuff that was missing. Yeah. Because they went to him to help write, like, maybe not script, but the, to write the screenplay, like, the overall... Yeah, the storytelling of, it, of yeah. like, what was going to be told mm, in that yeah, film. Yeah. So, you got a little bit lost. Yeah, I got a little bit lost. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I kind of was like, I, I kind so of kept I up. I will describe to you okay. the actual story. Okay. Okay. In a nutshell. <laughs> in, in a nutshell, yeah. A very big nutshell. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Okay, right. Okay. Um, okay. So, Penton Jelly, Frank, the guy who got garroted in the bar. Yeah. Well, semi-garroted because well, he's lived yeah. from well, it. Well, yeah. But yeah. He was annoyed because the brothers, the Rosato brothers, and Roth, yeah. he felt were trying to creep into his territory. And he thought Michael should be helping him with that and keeping them back. So that's why he got he was annoyed at the party. Right, okay. Um, but he was also drunk at the party, making an ass of himself. Yeah, but that's why. Because yeah. he was annoyed at Michael because he felt like he should be claiming his turf back type thing because he thought they were encroaching on him. Right. And he should be kind of giving Frank a bit more security, basically. So then he's nearly assassinated, like an assassination attempt. I'm keeping up with you so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking notes at the same so time. Michael has guessed already at this point, almost immediately, that Roth was the guy who attempted to assassinate him. Which it was. Yeah. But rather than confront Roth, like, straight away, he then kind of goes around pretending, like his dad used to do, that he didn't know anything. He's, like, acting dumb, playing a fool. Sure. Right? To try and pretend to Roth that he doesn't know. Yeah. Obviously, try not to clue him Oh, you Gooseberry fool. Yeah. <laughs> so... He's also doing that, I guess, to try and weed out, like, the people in his family that have betrayed him. Like, just to see, like, how they react and all that sort of stuff. So, as part of the plan, he gets that Frank guy to go to the brothers and, like, make peace with them, give them, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a buttering up. Yeah. But they try and kill him, which wasn't part of the plan. Michael didn't know that was going to happen. That was right. nothing to do with either of them. Okay. And then Michael just continues to pretend that he doesn't know what's going on, right? So they all go to Cuba. The guy resigns. Yeah. Because of the the war and the, the state revolution of unrest. that's happening yeah. and that sort of stuff. So then Michael's yeah. like, I don't Which, want... I, I, now, I don't know. I, I nearly looked up, but I was like, okay, for the purposes of the film, I'm just going to take it as face value. I think something like that actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Cuban history. It's still happening now. Yeah, the guy... Resi- <laughs> no, but I think he actually resigned, oh, he resigned on New Year's. Oh, on New Year's oh, Eve, on New right. Year, Like, oh, as okay. it ticked over, after New Year's Day. Right. And then there was, like, civil unrest on oh, New okay. Year's Day. Like, the year literally yeah, started probably, yeah. with, with riots happening in Maybe. the street. Because there there had been, a, like, this, a whole revolution that had happened I mean, they did make overnight. this, like, 20 years after this was supposed to be made, so possibly. Yeah, so I, I, I just took it as granted that that That's was actually what actually <laughs> happened in history. But yeah. I do vaguely remember here, uh, from... Well, little history lessons I can actually remember. I was mostly focused on DT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That actually happened. So then, Michael makes the move to have Roth and Johnny, his like second man, eliminated. Right. Assassinated. Assassinated. Oh my god. But Ruth doesn't die. Roth. Ruth. Ruth. Ruth doesn't Ruth. die. Bloody <laughs> Ruth. Struth. Ruth. <laughs> God, she just keeps coming back for more. <laughs> Roth, Bloody Ruth. Stop. All right. <laughs> Roth doesn't die because obviously the police come in. Yeah. And stop the guy from... Yeah. The, the, they think that he's just like a rebel trying to get in. Yeah. Cause, no, cause, yeah, because the guy they were trying to kill him was meant to be his bodyguard. Yeah. 
wasn't it? So they'd obviously paid off his bodyguard to do it or something. He was Michael's bodyguard. Oh, right. He wasn't right. anything to do with that guy. Oh, I thought he was... That's why he said your bodyguard got killed. Oh, right. No, I, I thought, thought he was the other guy's bodyguard and that they oh. paid him off. Oh, I which I was like, oh, that's clever. Like, get the guy on the inside to do it. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Anyway. That's not as impressive. Well, well, you just keep thinking what you thought. I don't know. All right, cool. <laughs> there wasn't anything about that. That's my headcanon from now on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Michael then discovers that the traitor who leaked critical information to his enemies was Fredo. Yes. That bit I caught up with. I was like, oh, okay, so... His brother is most is like the big so part behind this. So it seems like Fredo was the person that told the police what was happening in that hospital room, and that's what tipped him off. Yeah, because when they're all out together, that's when it's meant to be happening. Yeah. And Fredo said something about the place that they'd gone to, that made Michael realize a little bit more what was happening. Yeah, and I think that because um... he said, "Oh, this person would never come." to this place yeah rock but, would never come here yeah exactly yeah 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 because yeah because yeah because then he Cause was he like well how would he know johnny, what was like johnny um is always bringing us to this place and all that sort of stuff yeah and that johnny is um roth's like second man yeah so he probably thought right okay so they're obviously in cahoots a little bit yeah yeah because he knew more about this yeah. than yeah, that bit I know. got. That okay. bit I was like, oh, so he knows something clearly. Okay, yeah. So, so then it goes to the Senate committee who are investigating the Corleone family for their involvement in organised crime rings and stuff. This is this is <laughs> what I mean. It's confusing. So Frank Pentangeli, whatever his name is, Pentangeli thinks that Michael set him up and betrayed him because the attempt at assassination but actually it had nothing to do with him he had no idea right but he thinks that michael did set him up so he's now said that he's going to testify against michael and the corleone family because he thought he got set up then obviously his brother turns up michael brings his brother yeah gives him a look like if you testify against me your brother's going to be yeah right so you better not mate and that's when he's like, oh, no, I don't know who you're talking about. I knew his dad from, from before with oil and all that, but I don't have a clue what you're going on about now. Because he was going to kill his brother, yeah. obviously. And again, that bit I got because it yeah, was like Yeah, so that was there. kind of fine. Then, this part at the end was something I didn't, I didn't catch on really. Okay. That All that much at the time. And then afterwards I kind of thought, right, that makes sense, I suppose. So when Tom went to, the, you know, the um, consigliori, Tom. Yes. <laughs> consigliere. Consigliori might be pasta, I don't know. <laughs> consigliere. Hey, Tony, pasta consigliere. All right? Put some of the meatballs on it. It's, it's okay, it's not racist, it's fine. No. It's okay, because it was terrible, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All of that stuff, like, Roth gets shot, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's over now, I can't bother that anymore. Yeah, so that, um, the, yeah, all of the other ones are done with. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. So that's then, right. because... Michael promised his fam, his mum, basically, that as long as she was alive, he wasn't going to do anything to Fredo because that was his, that was like her son. Right. He's not going to do that. I don't. You didn't see him promise. I don't think. But I think he said something to Fredo like, "Oh, it's to do with mum or whatever." He said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, she died. So he was like, "Oh, now he has to pay because she's not going to know. She's yeah. died before him." 
So then he took him out, got him killed on the, on the boat. Yeah. Right? So that's that done. But Frank is now in witness protection. Okay. And that's what he made the deal with so that he could be in like a really good, like the best witness protection. Right. right? Because of all of this stuff that he claimed that he knew about the Corleone family. Then Tom goes and visits him in that. And he's like, oh, you're a history guy, Frank. You know about this, this, this and this, the empire and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so he, by him saying that, he basically meant that when you go for the empire, you lose everything. So he was trying to say to him, you go for the Corleone family. And you're going to lose everything. Your family's going to yeah. be killed. You're going right. to lose all of it. And then he says, like, well, you know what they do after that they go in the bath open their veins and just die let themselves yeah. go and he was like yeah okay yeah so he goes and kills himself right. so this family would be spared okay fair enough so that made yeah because i figured that was not a hit that was put out on him so oh I, no he did so kill himself, yeah. yeah but, but it was like, like he, so it says yeah. he goes to the witness protection safe house he obliquely threatens his family by reminding him that the roman conspirators who failed attempts committed suicide so the people who failed in their coup attempts basically who tried to overthrow them ended up having to commit suicide because they'd be in danger of yeah violence. so he agrees in exchange for the promise of his family's safety and care he kills himself right oh i didn't get that at the time did you not okay <laughs> I, I mean didn't i didn't get that that's what he was trying to say i, I got the brother thing i got yeah, that he yeah, took yeah. the brother to the court and he was basically saying look all it took is like one look at this guy's brother for him to pretend that he didn't say all yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, everything's forgiven now because he's only going to come from. Like, I yeah. did get that. No, I got that after the fact that that's why he was found in the bath. Mm. But I was because at the time I was like, oh, that's that's a really weird thing because they were like talking about that a while ago. But that wasn't what I got from that. And it was only when I thought about it a little bit afterwards. I was like, why did Oh, because he was saying about the empires and basically it was like a thinly veiled threat, essentially. Yeah, I, no, but I didn't so realise like, that oh, he was kind okay, of saying, right, right, right. oh, for your family's protection, you have to kill yourself, that type of thing. Like, if you're not here anymore, we'll look after them. Yeah. I didn't realise that particular, that specific thing was like yeah. going on. No, I only kind of got that after, after the right, fact. Right. When I was like, oh, okay, so he's been taken, no, he hasn't been taken out, he's done that to himself. But what? Oh, right. I had to think like, about as it, it was going on, yeah. I kind of got caught up in what all of they thought, like as well. So I thought that Frank had been set up because he thought Frank was the guy that double crossed him. Like yes. that's what I thought yeah. was going on. And then I thought, oh no, it's Fredo. But I think I thought Fredo was the one that set yeah. that bit up. So yeah. So it kind of got me a little bit confused. I got a bit lost. So, like, I did like the film, but I think I would have preferred it if it had pretty much all been about Vito's, like, past life and how he'd come up. Because really? there was few parts in the book that they'd kind of missed out of his history that was really, like, interesting. Like, the way yeah. he had built the empire and the way he'd kind of gotten to where he was at the at Godfather 1 kind of point. Mm. And, like how he set up his business and what he was running there and all that kind of stuff. That was quite interesting. So you would, kind of, in a way, you would have preferred it if the whole thing was prequel material. Yeah. I don't normally like 
the flashback thing. So having like one film where it's like, oh, this was old and this is new. I, I hate that normally. Right. But because this was kind of about two different people, so that was about him now and that was about his dad then. Yeah. It made it very obvious yeah. that you were watching something from a while back and this is now because it wasn't the same person. So I don't mind that so much. Like that no. was okay. But yeah, I normally don't like that. It normally annoys me. And what was really great is you have to take into consideration the fact that this was filmed only two years after The Godfather mm. came out. And they successfully, convincingly made it look like two very separate eras of time. Yeah. You know, separated by a good like 50, 60 years or mm. something. You know, so mm. you so they they managed to pull that off mm. really really well, and like we like we already said, Robert De Niro, speaking pretty much entirely fluent so Sicilian for the good. whole thing. I mean, if it had all been prequel stuff, we would have had a whole film of just Robert De Niro speaking like that, in Sicilian. Though. Well, yeah, which you would have liked, but at the same time, it would have been... I don't know, if that had been the entirety no, of the film... No, but as it got... He was, he I think they would have got a different actor to do it. Well, I don't know, because he wasn't speaking Sicilian or Italian as he was building his business, because he started to do business with people that didn't talk that language anyway. He was in America, so yeah. I wouldn't have been that the whole time. No, no. No, I suppose you're right. It would have been a longer film stretched out with him doing... Yeah, no, I can see that. I I liked both elements. I just felt like I got a little bit confused. I didn't like it as much as the first one. Did you not? No. I found the first one, like, so exciting and so, like, on edge all the time about what was going to happen. Like, every part of it was, like, action, action, action. Like, I just liked it and I liked that. Now, do you know what? I will say something very similar to what I said about Godfather in that I didn't once feel like there was anything that could be cut from the film and still have not missed anything, yeah. if that makes sense. I feel like every part of Godfather Part 2 was all vital material. Yeah, definitely. Now, that does mean that there are two very separate films combined into one film mm. in that. So that's with the exception of separating those two storylines into two completely different entities. Taking it at face value of what it is now is what I'm saying. You, I don't think you could legitimately cut any part of this no. and not cut out anything that was quite vital. Mm. That being said, I do agree that I think The Godfather is a more well-rounded film, if that makes sense. Like, The Godfather has a very clear start and ending point. And I feel like The Godfather Part 2 has that clear starting point, but kind of leaves it for a continuation. It's almost like any film that they make as part of a trilogy they make the first one and if the first one is a success yeah they make the second one with plans to make a third right so you kind of get that sense a mm. little bit i don't think that detracts from the film i do think it 
gives it a different air to the overall feel of it. And yeah, there was something about the Godfather. Maybe that's us watching it now, though. Maybe it is. Maybe that's us watching it with the hindsight of it, of going, oh, we know that there's a part three. Yeah. So it could be... Although Godfather part three didn't come out for ages after this one. Yeah, they were a lot older. A lot older. A lot older. And they made him look a bit older as well, didn't they? Oh, I think so. I definitely think so. Yeah, I think they did. Because Godfather Part 3 isn't now, I know now, isn't what I thought it was. Oh, right, okay. And it's an older Michael Corleone. Yeah. Basically doing what Vito Corleone was doing in the first Godfather Mm. at that time. I just felt like the first one was just so exciting. Yeah. It just, like, the whole time just had me, like, on edge, and I loved it. Yeah. When I think back about it, like, back on it, and I think, oh, this part and this part and this part, and I basically list, like, all of the parts. And the and and here's the thing, here's the thing, because you, you you were so tense after knowing what the Godfather was that you were watching Godfather Part Two, and you were waiting yeah. you, every you, single you, time somebody stood up or something happened. I was like, oh, he's gonna get shot. Oh, he's gonna get stabbed. No, you're like, happen. don't eat the cake. The cake's poison. <laughs> that that cake, that cake. There were so many shots. I know. Of that cake. I know. What was going on? Okay, so what was going on with that cake? I don't know. Because he wanted everyone to see the cake before he cut it. There were so many close-ups of the cake getting cut. Because it had cubes on it, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But they were cut. There were so many close-up shots of them handing out the cake. It was weird. And the guy was saying, no, 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 cut me a smaller piece. I know. I was like, what's in the cake? Was it just like... What's in the cake? um, Like a control thing or... Like a power move or something. I have no idea. I think he just wanted a smaller piece of cake. Looking at everybody as if like just looking at how they were looking at the cake and the cake was going round and like everyone kept talking about cake. (laughs) That was so weird. Man, that cake was a real double bluff. (laughs) I really like. I really don't think I've ever been faked out by cake in my life so bad. Just didn't get. I mean, I don't. I just don't. Maybe there's some subtext to it somewhere. I was I was so I suspect of that cake. Turns out it's just a vanilla sponge. <laughs> we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customizable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savory and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird gift baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird gift baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. 
I still have a question. Okay. Well, I'll try my best what to answer it. What was the $2 million on the plane for? That was their gift to, like, the country. Yeah, but was that a lie? The... No, I think there actually was $2 million because in then, there. Um... Oh, no, 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 I know. But I thought when he said, oh, I was given it as a gift to the president, I thought that was a lie. No, I think that actually so was did, a thing um... to allow them to start setting up business and, and right. trading and everything because he gave it to someone else to yeah, later on yeah. so why did Roth say when I wake up if there's two million I know we're partners if there isn't then we're not oh because the two million was coming from Michael Corleone to start business oh, with right, them okay. oh okay yeah because he, he said I know that two million dollars didn't reach the island yeah because it was with his brother at right. the time okay so he didn't he bring it with him. Sure, because oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't bring so it with him or send like it on ahead. He wasn't like 100% sure yeah. that he was going to do business with him because he knew yeah. that he'd crossed him already. So exactly. that's why he didn't send it. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. See now, see this is the thing, and I don't know whether this is a testament to the Godfather Part Two and how well it's written, but there is something about this film that keeps you thinking. And the more you think no, on it, you get the more you but go. Now, yeah, now like, like the oh, more that I'm makes like replaying sense. it in that my makes head, sense. I go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. So I mean, yeah, I agree. I I feel better off. I'm not for saying that it's a bad this. film. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying no. oh it's bad or it's not as good or anything like that. I'm just saying that I like the first one better. Yeah. I'm not saying that it is a better film. Yeah. I just liked it better because I found it like really exciting. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it's still, compared to a lot of other films, it's still way better than <laughs> Oh, yeah, so absolutely. So don't, you know, I don't say, I'm not saying anything like that. Like, you know, if we're nitpicking things It's still a quality here, film. Yeah, like, if we're picking at things but, yeah, here, we're, we're talking here talk it down. It, is... We're only talking it down in the context of speaking about one of the best films that's yeah. ever been made. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like Gordon Ramsay going to a five Michelin star restaurant and going, yeah, I would have done this differently. I would have done this differently. It doesn't make it any less than a five no, star no, Michelin no. meal. No. He's just saying, I might have done that differently. Yeah. Now, I'm by no means a filmmaker or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Well, maybe not too much Same. of a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, depends. Depends how creative I'm feeling, I suppose. But when you look at this film now and you go, there are different storytelling methods mm. that have kind of been used since this film came out to tell things a little bit better and a little bit clearer. I know, but I like that they don't dumb it down for you. So they're not t yeah. spending loads of time sitting down and explain it because that's your problem with yeah. films like yeah. this that they spend half of the film sitting down and layman terms explaining exactly what's going on and what they're about to do and what's happened and that sort of stuff so like yeah. it's a good thing that they just get on with it get on with the the action get on with the like story yeah you are you are right yeah maybe i'm just thinking along the lines of how much I enjoy having resolution to things. There would be a resolution. You haven't seen the last one yet. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> this is the this is the thing. As far as storytelling goes, I am 
personally a sucker though. for resolution. All the people that he wanted killed got killed. Everything yeah. finished. It was all rounded up. Just like at the end of Godfather, yeah. really. Everyone people turned up dead. <laughs> turned up dead. Literally. Yeah. And I did like that we got a little bit of James Kahn yeah. in this movie as well. The late, great so James Kahn. <laughs> Yeah, there was that one you kid. Made me laugh so much when there was that, that young boy who was like looked like he was trying to fight and beat everyone up and punch everyone in the arm. Uh, I was like, hours. obviously Sonny like, Corleone. And you were like, oh, that's definitely Sonny Corleone, isn't it? Yeah, obviously. Like, how is that kid not Sonny Corleone? <laughs> so funny. And then at the end, he comes in being Sonny, James Caan, and then yeah. he's beating everyone up. <laughs> like, there is only ever one Sonny Corleone. As, and James Caan is just brilliant at it i did like that because I, I didn't expect to have that flashback scene no oh, i really wanted marlon brando to turn up in that yeah and i guess he just didn't because it would have only been like a maybe minute long part of i don't the film, know why but, but there was just... probably a reason why he didn't yeah, i don't know there probably was there probably was so another little bit of is the trivia worth the time uh, when little Vito arrives, oh. little Vito, oh, that's so cute, little V, little V, little Vito, coming over to the Americas, <laughs> starting up a new life. People getting his name wrong. People getting his name wrong. Oh yeah, and now here's the thing: when he calls him Vito Corleone at the start, rather than his actual second name, because Corleone is where he's from. Yeah. Now. This is a weird connection I made in my head, but please do bear with me on this, okay? Do you reckon that the part in Solo where he gets <gasps> given the day, do you reckon that yes. that is an homage yeah. to that? Because it's set up exactly the same. It is literally He's framed. To go to my- yeah, it's framed. Exactly the same. <gasps> That's so funny. Like, now, now here's the thing. I don't know if that was designed to be a direct reference to Godfather Part that's Two. Too much of a coincidence. But if it is so much of a coincidence, yeah, I almost is. want to believe that it is. I believe it. We've started it now. That's that's the thing. There we go. In our head canon, Star Solo, a Star Wars story, is connected to Godfather Part Two. Yeah, which it. makes that. See, and everyone was going at the start, oh, that's so stupid that, that that he got his name from, like, from that guy going, oh, are you here with anyone? No, I'm here by myself. Okay, Han Solo. <laughs> like, oh, everyone's going, oh, that's such a stupid way of it. I was like, it's literally in Godfather Part 2. That part is in Godfather, and that is widely regarded as being one of the greatest pieces of cinema that's ever graced God's green earth. <laughs> How can people make that comparison now and look at that and now go... It was written like, in the first film as well. I mean, in the first book as well. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it is a thing. Apparently, Francis... What's he called again? Francis Ford Coppola. I keep wanting to call him Ford, like the other way around. I had hoped that Marlon Brando was going to come back but he said no. Then he didn't appear in it at all. He wanted him to come back to play his young self because he was only in his 40s then and they could have made him look a little bit younger. Ah. So they wanted him originally to do like the whole thing and not have Robert De Niro at all. Oh, wow. Um, And so he was like, oh, no. So then he thought, okay, we'll do the this like flashback bit. Flashback, flashback. <laughs> 
like lesser time ago flashback and get him to come in in that scene at the end with James Carr and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But he said, no, he wasn't treated well enough the oh. first time, so he wasn't going to come back and Didn't have enough that. steak and cake so on set for was... him or something. What? <laughs> yeah. I'll only um, come back if your craft services the are better. Towards part two, there's a flashback scene featuring a cameo from James Kahn, Michael's brother, who was obviously originally murdered. This scene takes place during one of Vito's birthdays, but he has to remain off screen. <laughs> Oh, the scene God. was originally supposed to feature Marlon Brando as Vito, but after being dis- <laughs> after being mistreated by Paramount during production of The Godfather, he reportedly just didn't turn up on the day the scene was scheduled. And they just, oh my God, he just, just didn't turn up. He didn't. Turn oh my God, so he just up. did like an Irish goodbye and <laughs> just, just didn't like, even deviously didn't turn. Oh up. my God, that's great. He, I think he got annoyed because they made him audition, screen test, the same as everyone else in the first Godfather. Like totally admitting that he had done other films before. Right, well, so what? Right. He might not have looked the part. He might like you don't know. Just because you've done other films doesn't mean that this isn't going to be like. You're not the only actor on the planet, dude. Yeah, they basically treated him exactly how they treated everyone else, and he didn't like it because he had done other films. So he just decided to just not turn up. So then they had to rewrite the whole that whole bit so that James Khan was like the main the main focus focus of it. Right. Fair enough. Well, I am... Oh, and apparently, even though he only worked one day on that bit shooting that table scene, James Caan earned the same amount as he made on the first whole film. Whoa. Wait. How, what? So he shot a five-minute long a scene. scene and... and then got the same as he did on the first film. Wow. Well, I, well yeah. I mean, I guess after The Godfather... He was probably a bit of a bigger deal after that. In the two years in between yeah. filming. Yeah, I suppose. He probably became a little bit more of a and big deal. And he was quite fiery as well, things. so he might have been a little bit fiery. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're like... <laughs> they were probably like, we've got to just throw money at this guy so he doesn't beat the crap out of us. <laughs> yeah. God. Because he's a crazy... Ja- James Kahn is coming back to set. Oh, crap, we're all in for it. <laughs> We're all in for it. Let's just chuck money at us until he calms down, okay? <laughs> Give him that two God. minutes line on that set. On that oh, time. man. Anyway, yeah. When little Vito... Little V! Arrives at Ellis Island, he is marked with a circled X. Ellis Island... What that meant. Ellis Island like immigrants were marked with this if the inspector believed the person had a mental or physical defect. Oh, yeah, he had smallpox. So that's why he got marked oh, that like with a that X. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it was basically like this person needs to be checked out by a medical doctor right. or might have some sort of mental problem. So that's why they did that. Yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, because I did notice that and I did wonder what it was for. I just thought I was there on his own. That's why they put it there. He was like a loner. No, but yeah, that's actually to do with the fact that he had smallpox. He had a problem. Which I didn't. I don't know if that was then like went on to be something vital later on or anything, but I mean, I think he might have mentioned something in Godfather about how how he fought against quarantine. Yeah, for ages. Because like, yeah, yeah, he um, yeah, just made his traveling there worse. I suppose I don't really know how he was like more lonely because he was on his own, had to be quarantined straight away and stuff. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but that's that anyway. I did also want to mention that I was shocked shocked at the ladders that you have to climb 
and the strings that you have to pull in order to get a decent meal on a train. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, so you can get. Yeah, a de- but that would have been well first class. Yeah, really, it is. Really po- it is possible to get a good good bite to eat when you're on a train with proper cutlery, but you've got to literally be the head of a mob family. Yeah, because we don't do it in this country. I've been in first class in this country and I didn't get a meal. No, you get you know maybe a hot coffee and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, not like that. No, it's weak. Well, weak coffee. Oh, I thought you meant it was weak, the experience. Well, yeah, I mean, the experience is weak. And yet there's still some chav at the back with their stereo on as well, isn't there? So, God, I mean, yeah, if that was Michael Corleone in the quiet carriage and someone... Oh! (laughs) That one person that's still on their phone in the quiet carriage (laughs) and Michael Corleone's there, just stands up, shoot them a look, and next thing you know, they turn up dead. (laughs) Yeah. Turn up dead. That Out is, of nowhere. That that is the Godfather. Yeah. I've got one bit of trivia. You got one bit. I just suppose it's only fair, isn't it? Because we not, both it's not haven't crazy, seen the film. It's not crazy trivia, but I just wanted to. Your see... bit about Sonny Corleone getting the same amount of money was was pretty good, though. Yeah. In fairness. I know, but they didn't say that that was good, though. They might have meant that, like, the first day that he was there, he, the first film that he played, he got pittance. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably. <laughs> I don't, probably, think, I don't think that's what I hadn't really either. thought of it like that. Oh, yeah, we paid this guy minimum wage <laughs> on the first film, but we'll give him the same for the one day that he's calling it in <laughs> oh, for the second think. one. I don't think that's what it was. Oh, thank, it up thanks, James Khan, for gracing us with your appearance. Here's yeah. your tenor for per diem. <laughs> Why aren't you Marlon Brando? God. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I thought... What an insult as he turns <laughs> up to set. Why aren't you Marlon Brando? <laughs> No wonder he's so angry as Sonny Corleone, <laughs> is it? God, that's the greeting he gets met with. Hey, James, why aren't you Marlon Brando? Oh, I'm going to punch you and for And then that. it turned out that his son thought he was an elf. <laughs> yeah, right? We mentioned that last time. Though. I think we did mention so, that. I'm only saying this because I think that you could guess or you already know what the other one is, but... Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando were the first two actors in film history to win Academy Awards for playing the same role. There was only there's one been one other one. Same actors winning awards or nominated for playing the no, same winning. role. Winning first two act no Academy first two actors to win Academy Awards for playing the same, same character. character. There was one other time oh. that that happened. Really? Who was it? Wow. God. This is gonna. As, do you know what? This is the thing. As soon as you tell me what it is, I'm it's gonna simple. absolutely it's kick myself. I'm gonna telepathically get it to your head. To your head. Okay. Wow. I re- I mean, I I really wish that we were a little bit more telepathic. It's almost like we haven't been doing this for two years. Is it? Oh, sorry. There's a fly in here. I can't can't concentrate with the fly right. around. I've tried to close my eyes, but I think it might be better if I open my eyes. Like, we have to look into each other's eyes, and I'm going to do it. Okay, is it a film that we've seen on the podcast? Absol- no. Oh, okay. It's definitely a film that I've seen, though. It's too... You're not understanding. Okay. <laughs> two different films. Two oh, two different occasions. films. They won. So Marlon Brando and right. Robert De Niro... Yeah. Both won Oscars okay. for playing the same character sure. in their two separate. Yeah, films. no, I get no, 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 I get that. But okay. I'm trying to think of what There's the other film is. There's only one other time where two actors 
have won Academy Awards playing the right. same character for two separate films. I I, I understand the question. So why are you trying to f- figure I out I understand the, the question. It's not another film. It's, it's another two, two other people. films. Yeah, but it's what character? It's, yeah, it doesn't matter the film, does it? Okay, all right, but they're okay, all right, okay, fine, 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 fine. So fine. you would say they both got Academy Awards for playing Vito Corleone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I understand no, so the what question. I'm saying is you, don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to think of the other film. You just have to think of the other character. Right. That's what I mean. Okay, but it will be a character that's been that's appeared in two, in different, two films. different films, played by two different people. Yes. Right. Thanks. Good. I'm glad we clarified that. Right. Okay. But it doesn't. I don't care about what the films were. I just want to know what the characters were. I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, is it Batman? The film. <laughs> no, it's the character. The character is Batman. not Batman. All right. Okay. <laughs> but it's really close to Batman. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's the Joker. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to. Th- I was thinking like, oh, because someone I actually got... gave that to you. Yeah, you. D- of course you did. <laughs> Of course you did. I don't know if you got this, Amber. We've been podcasting together <laughs> for two years. But that's got nothing to do with the podcast. Right? We we can think telepathically. Yeah. No, it's um, it's it's the too. it's the Joker. It's Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson. No. Right? No, not Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I really thought I'd given this to you. <laughs> Who was the other person? Bucky Phoenix. Yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry, because I don't immediately associate him with having won the that's Oscar. That's why I said it was completely different That's films. the thing. That's Not th- the Batman. Yeah, no, that's... that's. I don't immediately associate him with having won an Oscar for that film. Oh. That's, I don't know why. He dedicated it to his brother. That is right. That's right. And also most well, people. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's within very recent years, and I've given up following the Oscars. Yeah, I know it is all rubbish. Recently, now. so I kind of fallen out of it, it a little good. bit. That was because, a couple years ago. Yeah, because if I was to give my sort of quasi-political standpoint on a podcast that is meant to be kept relatively light, I do think that there are a lot of kind of pseudo-politics. we have said a lot of things about John Travolta on this podcast and he is on the board. Guild. Right. Boarding guild. Gilding board. Gil- gil- gilding board. <laughs> the boarding guild. Gil- gilding board. Gilding board. Um, Don't talk about John Travolta in that way. <laughs> Mr. Gordon Build and Mr. Gilding board. Very nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> I do feel like there is a little bit of, oh, this person hasn't won an Oscar Let's let them have their moment. I thought it was anything. the opposite. I thought this person hasn't licked our shoes and isn't in the biz and isn't part of the LA. It's a little scene, bit of that, and as they're not well. going to do that. It's like you really have to try hard in that circle yeah. to get them to kind of pay attention. So, like Johnny Depp has done. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about Johnny Depp on here. But Johnny Depp has done Oscar-worthy performances. Absolutely. No matter what you think about his personal life, whatever. In the past, before all of this started, 100%. before 2022, yep. he did do Oscar-worthy performances. Sure. But he never played their game, didn't make an effort no. to do the rounds in that way. So they were like... Yeah. Like, he obviously doesn't want to put in the effort with the inner circle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's what I kind of feel it is a little bit like. That's why Leonardo DiCaprio took so long, because he's just him. He just does what he does. He takes the roles that he wants. He does the work that he wants. Sure. And he gets like he gets good at it. Yeah, and then he finally <laughs> got it. So yeah, and it was for time. like The Revenant. I mean, he was good in that though. It was he was good in that, yeah, but, but he's why? been better like, in now? other things. Yeah, why did this he is get exactly it what I'm saying? For, like the Man in the Iron Mask or whatever the blooming thing. Oh, uh, like even. His role in Django Unchained, which yeah. was fantastic, or his yeah. role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And oh, that was after though. Wasn't it? That was after he already won. An <laughs> but Oscar. that as well. But why? Why not <laughs> why that as well? <laughs> why not that as well? That's what I'm saying. So if you want my hot take on the Oscars, it's that. But if you want my <laughs> other hot take, it's that anything that is immediately proceeded by hot take is usually hot garbage anyway. <laughs> yeah. So my hot take is that my hot take is probably hot garbage anyway. But uh, yeah, I feel like winning Oscars isn't necessarily the be all and end all of cinema, even though The Godfather has raked in a huge amount of Oscars. One I other just bit like of the trivia. Pomp of it. Yeah. One other and bit. And they of... wheeled them out on the on the fifty. What, what? The Oscars, like, was it last year or the year before? I don't. And they know. wheeled Al Pacino out, and they wheeled some actors out to celebrate, commemorate, like the whatever year the anniversary of The Godfather. Or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fiftieth yeah. probably. Cause it was yeah, the yeah. No, it was. Uh, it was this year because it was yeah. fifty years of The Godfather this yeah. year. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But I do, I do feel like well, another bit of trivia is that this is the only sequel to have won as many awards. No, sorry, this is one of the only sequels to have won awards at the Academy Awards. Right. The other one was Lord of the Rings: Return oh, of the King. Okay. So Toy yeah. Story well, yeah. <laughs> But it's like as many awards in one go as it did. <laughs> so not Toy Story 2. So the fact that this did win awards is like one thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. fact that this was uh, also like a great written film. Like this could have not won awards. Yeah, and it still it would have matter. been great. People still, people don't go, oh, wow. that Like, okay. People do say, oh, wow, that's one of those Oscars. We need to go and watch it. But people don't say oh, I love that film because it won so many Oscars. Right. And here's the <laughs> thing. I have seen films that have won Oscars that I've looked at and gone... Like, I've looked at... I don't look at the cover of it and go, that looks... Like, I've looked at the film because mm. you're not going to do a whole lot else, are you? Mm. you know, I've watched the film and I have been like, this is kind of garbage. But it won Oscars. But it won Oscars. This is the thing, though. And it's like, it's... A well-known thing in readers' groups and stuff. I mean, it might not be everywhere, but from what I've, I've, I, I haven't heard everyone saying this, but I do know that a lot of people will like disregard the Man Booker Prize winner. Yeah. Because the nominees and the runners-up are always better. Right. It's the same thing. It's like, yeah. oh, this one won for whatever reason, but actually the runner-up that year was 10 times better. It's yeah. a better story and better written. Yeah. But it's just for whatever reason that that won because maybe it's like a bit more inclusive or a bit more diversive, a bit more different, you know, that sort of thing. But it's not better written. Yeah. 
it's to not give, a bad book. To give, a, like to give away more layman's terminology as to like get access to that parallel that you've drawn, it's like coming second place in the X Factor. It's yeah, almost better to be. Get better yeah, the person that yeah, comes second weird. in the X Factor is almost always better off. Except for one time when James Arthur won because he was the best. Well, all right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, that one <laughs> time, I suppose, is the exception that proves the rule. But yeah, yeah. So that's where I stand on that. So I think it's about time that we start giving The Godfather Part Two a rating. And I don't think it's fair. You don't think it's fair? Okay, well, we kind of have to because that's the process of the show. Oh, okay. So as we do every episode, you seem, 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 seem so disappointed <laughs> by that. But there we go. Also, can I just ask one really quick thing? Of so, course. This is I feel powerless me. to stop you. This is kind of reminds me because you know how like everybody in this film has got really complicated names and even the people that made the film has got really complicated names, like how to pronounce it and how to do it to say it right. Right, so Mario Puzo... That yeah. seems right. Yeah. Coppola? Co- Coppola? 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 Coppola. 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 No. Coppola. 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 I mean, it's not Spanish. It's not Capoya. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it Italian? Yeah. Coppola. Well, no one knows. So... <laughs> I was watching a video the other day that was about like w- ways that we pronounce and mispronounce really famous people's last names. So like Ariana Grande, her, her name is actually Ariana Grande, oh. apparently. I thought it was just Ariana Grande. No, Grande, apparently, is what she said. Oh, okay. And it's not Rihanna, it's Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> God, some people. And? It's not 50 cents, it's 50 cents. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Because that's actually Swedish. Don't tell me it's Gylen Hall. <laughs> no, because it's okay, actually Swedish. Apparently there's only one person who isn't Swedish that's pronounced it right, and that was Conan O'Brien when he was on the Conan O'Brien show that I watched. It's actually Gylen Hall. <laughs> you are actually joking me. Jake, there is no... Jake Gylen Hall, like a Jake Swedish Jake Gylen Hall. <laughs> there is absolutely no way that is that kid's name. What? No way! I wasn't. Wa- I wasn't oh watching it. God, I, this wasn't a thing that I was watching about that other people were saying. This was actually me watching Jake Gyllenhaal saying his name. Conan O'Brien was like, so obviously your name is spelled in a Swedish way. So I'm guessing it's actually different to what we've been saying. And there's Gyllenhaal, and like Jake, he literally looked at him with like wide eyes and was like, "There's only one other time that's been pronounced correctly, and that was when I was in Sweden." That's insane. Yeah. Here I am, so there we go. calling him Jake Gyllenhaal like an absolute layman. I feel like that should have been an for the absolute numpty. One, but I haven't seen it yet, so. Wow. Okay. So as we do every <laughs> episode, the person that hasn't seen the film gets to give the film a rating of what they thought it was worth. But every episode, what the rating is out of changes. So do you want to go first, or shall I go first? I think you should go first. Okay. What's it going to be out of? What what's it gonna be and what's it gonna be out of? Why are you asking me? You no, me. I know, I know. I'm. I was just saying that out loud. <laughs> what's for my it own gonna benefit. be and what's it gonna be out of? Ah, okay. Thank you. So I am gonna give it four, and that's it. No, I'm gonna give it four. I nearly said and a half, but I don't. I don't know what that extra half in my mind would be purposefully for. 
you know? Like, the, no, nothing sticks out in my mind. It's like, if I was going to give it four and a half, what is that extra half in aid yeah. of? Okay. You know? So even though I gave Godfather five stars, I think Godfather Part 2 gets four. Yeah. And a half. No, I will give oh. it that. No, I will. No, I will. Because the only reason that I was going to give it four was because I feel like the storyline went on a little longer than Godfather did and it was a little bit more complex. But I feel that's only me being a little bit dumb. Yes, and I, mean. I can't mark a half... I can't mark a whole star off of a film for the fact that I struggle to keep up with something. That's not very fair. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can still appreciate... I feel the same. Like, it's, like well, we both like watch me. a lot of films and we're both quite savvy and if both of us, there were parts where we got a little bit lost, I feel yeah. like that's the same for everyone. Well, maybe. First watch, first watch. That's why people keep going, oh yeah, I had to watch it again. Because I didn't understand watch, it the yeah. first time. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's not just us. Like, I don't feel like you, like someone watching a really good film, not getting it, and then going, oh yeah, it's only one star. But like, it is a cinematic masterpiece. I know, but it's one star to them because of their experience watching it. That's yeah, what exactly. So, uh, yeah, okay, four and a half. So I see what you mean, but yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it four and a half. Cuban cakes. Oh, <laughs> is that like urinal cakes? Like, well, I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't try eating it if they are. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that eating that cake was a good idea, but it was no. fine. So no, I'm gonna give it four. Yeah, four and a half Cuban Cuban cakes. Cuban cakes. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna give it four and a half as well. Really? Okay. When good. you were talking and you said I couldn't give it the extra half star. My extra half star is for Robert De Niro's accent and acting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just justified accent, it to me. Language. <laughs> His language <laughs> in the film. No. I. I yeah. And I actually, get that. that's one thing about The Godfather One and Two. There isn't a lot of bad language. They don't swear. They don't have to swear to get their point across because no, they're just so actually... already intimidating and powerful that they don't need to do resort to that type of language to get the point across. Like, I so actually succinct. hadn't noticed that until you pointed it out. It's more just like the gun violence, really doesn't happen I suppose. A lot. No, yeah. I actually hadn't really noticed that until you pointed that out. That's interesting. That's interesting. Their general sense of awe and power <laughs> yeah. is enough. Yeah. They don't need to use bad language. No. Now their mums raised them better. That's why. Did, did she? Wish and they she respect their ways. mums. <laughs> they respect their mums' wishes, mm. or at least until they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. What's it going to be out of, though? It's going to be out of hairy nips. Oh, okay. Good. That guy kept getting his hairy chest up and no yeah. reason whatsoever. You why were was he really just lying obsessed with, with that. open all the time. It was so hairy. Oh, because he's in Cuba. No, but no one else was doing it. No, Everyone else was wearing a nice suit yeah, and getting on the floor. I suppose. <laughs> you were really obsessed with that guy's hairy nips yeah. being out, were you? Because they were you? quite hairy, that's all. Literally every scene where he had a show, it's like, why has he got to get his hairy nips out? Yeah, but really? <laughs> You'd had enough after like five minutes of it. Yeah, I did. Really? You were, you were quite offended visually mm. by yeah, that, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I saw you like holding your hand up at one point. <laughs> no, <it> out. <laughs> no. 
it's a shame we've got like a 55 inch screen you were just like i can't anywhere everywhere i look it's still there <laughs> my hands aren't big enough to cover them <laughs> so there we have it the godfather part two gets four and a half cuban cakes from me and four and a half hairy nipples questionable from amber but what do you all out there think do you think that the godfather part two is a five star cinematic masterpiece and that we've wrongly judged it and that actually it is superior to the Godfather. although i don't know how it could be superior when we've given the godfather five stars what are we going to do? Give this one six stars? <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I don't know. Like, how can that... It, uh, at the very least, it can only be the same it after giving Godfather It just didn't get any better than that for me. No, it just I didn't. know other people say that this one is better, and that's fine. Yeah. It's better for you. Yeah. But Godfather 1 was better for me. Right. That, All we the same. didn't need this whole hour and a half. We could have summed it up in that. Could have summed it up. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have had a whole in lot of podcasts. Minutes. It would have just been us messing around for there, there. <laughs> no, that's fine. Are there other films that you think we should be doing in our upcoming year of podcasting, potentially, before our next podiversary, where we will, I don't know, maybe we'll do Godfather Part 3 on the next one? I don't know. I mean, round out the trilogy. If we make it to I three years, know, I, don't I don't know. know. No, if not, we... no, we will make it to three years, but I don't think I'm going to no, do Godfather Part 3 for I might watch it in my own time. It, we should... Oh, I mean, it, it really... I was going to say we should do Matrix 2, but... Well, um, We need to do that a lot quicker. We, yeah. <laughs> we can't wait another year for that. No, no, not really. I mean, it depends where it takes us. If you've got any suggestions for what we should do and should build up to for our third podcast anniversary, podiversary, let us know through our social medias. Make sure you use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. To give an idea of what we might have planned coming up for some upcoming episodes, yeah, we I'm do have about your Halloween thing. Though. Well, I mean, I won't go into the whole Halloween thing because, because uh, you know, for our Halloween podcast episode, that's going to be a whole thing. So. I've, I've got a plan for it, but it's a whole thing. Right. There is a hint in there if you're clever enough to get it. Our Christmas podcast we need to think about as well. I feel like there are a couple of films that I have plans for that we need to watch. One of them, I think, will be Willow. Oh, because, no. No, because no, here's... No, because here's please, the thing. No, because no, here's the thing. I've watched everything that you've said we need to watch. Everything. I watched Clue. I know. I've watched I know 10, you did. thousand Nicolas Cage films. No, you've watched two. Like it only to... feels like ten thousand. Oh, it feels like a lot more than that. You've only watched two. But here's the thing. Willow was the first film I ever watched. So I think that needs to be done purely for like. So you're literally falling asleep. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. You're falling asleep no, just at the really. thought of it. I was just but if there are other suggestions that people have, I think that we would be more than happy to consider ones that get thrown our way. If there are ones that people believe to be a true classic of cinema, maybe our third year. Casablanca. Should be Casablanca. Oh, jinx. Yeah. Double jinx. Maybe that's what that'll be on our third year. All of these thoughts and more can be conveyed to us through our social medias. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. Do make sure that you are using the hashtag BTTRpod so that your thoughts and feelings can be seen when we are being talked about on the internet. Amber. 
if the yeah. listeners have enjoyed this episode or any other episode in our previous two years of podcasting, what else should they do? They should like, subscribe and review on a podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTR Podcast on Insta. Excellent. Yes, absolutely do that. Recommend to any filmy friends that you have that you think might get a kick out of it. Any people that you know that are obsessed with films or reviews or maybe just podcasts in general. If you think someone could do with a little bit more podcasting in their life. Yeah, we're doing the Lizzie McGuire movie next. Yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, we probably should get round to doing the Lizzie McGuire <laughs> podcast at some point. No, We've, the film, I meant. Yeah, but the film will be the the pinnacle oh. of the Lizzie McGuire podcast that okay. we do. I think, I think, you know, we've threatened this so much that we might actually just have to follow through on our threats at some point. I'll have to engineer a way of doing it that we can do it live. Yeah, I reckon. Or something. And again, do feel free to let us know if you want the official, unofficial Lizzie McGuire podcast to become a reality as well. But before we do fully sign off, I just wanted to say from Amber and myself to those of anyone out there that have been listening, even if you've only listened to one or two episodes, or if you have indeed kept up with our whole series of podcasts that we have been doing, thank you very much for listening in and uh, interacting with the show in any way. And thank you to anyone that will eventually be listening in the future after this podcast comes out. Maybe you're listening to this episode way in the future and you're working your way back through our catalogue. This is a thank you to you as well. But until our next year of podcasting, Amber, before we go, there is uh, there's something I want to extend your way. Uh, it's an offer. And you can refuse. What's the offer? It's another year of podcasting. That's what the <laughs> offer is. I can't refuse that because I live here. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're forced into it. You're actually shackled to the chair. You're not allowed to go anywhere. That's it. For another year. We better get this next year pre-recorded and out of the way. Yeah. No timely references for us anymore. <laughs> <laughs>